0: Stephan.
1: Yes, and you're listening to another episode of Ice Cream Parlor, the podcast.
0: If you don't know, we're a podcast where we talk about horror movies eventually.
1: Eventually, yeah. <laughs> uh, we like to start off with a little... Uh, a
0: little check-in.
1: Yeah, how you been?
0: I mean, pretty good. <laughs> I um, I have deemed this outfit my podcasting outfit because it is um, so fucking hot right now.
1: Right, you just need to stick with whatever... It makes Yeah, and so this
0: shirt is, if you look at it, it's like almost see-through, but it used to be dark and opaque. It, was, mm-hmm. it used to be black, and it used to have ghosts on it, and now it's like see-through, and there's holes in it, but you know what? It keeps me nice and cool. Yeah. And the last couple of episodes, I've worn this exact outfit, and I've just felt so much better because, yeah, we're in an apartment, yo, and mm-hmm. we have like portable air conditioning units, but they're like on opposite ends of the of the apartment. And there isn't, like, a cool vortex in the middle where it's cold. Like, we're, like, in a hot spot.
1: Yeah. So... Do you think that a lot of other people on podcasts think ahead of time? Like, I know many probably women, you have to get your face and makeup and all that together. <laughs> but, like, as far as outfits, do you think, like, I don't know, I wonder, with so many podcasts and people jumping from one to another sometimes, it's just wake up and wear whatever, right?
0: I, I mean, I think, and I'm not speaking for all women, of course, but I think a woman would be more inclined to take notice of her appearance because society has made us... Oh, look at that. And as we speak, my skeleton hand um, hair clip came out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Society has, you know, kind of groomed us to take notice of what we look like. And I'm pretty, I'm pretty, like, nonchalant and I don't really try that hard, I guess. I'm not really like, oh, I'm so glam. But, um, I do at least try to always be presentable and clean. Um, yeah. and it's, it's just, it just feels good because I've spent my life in corp like as corporate. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I always had to kind of put myself together every day. And, right. and so it kind of gives me a sense of normalcy.
1: Yeah. That my thing is just making sure that I put on a clean shirt. I, I guess, uh, I used to wear a lot of shirts with patterns on it and everything, but
0: I mean, you bathe regularly, right? Yeah, of course.
1: <laughs> um, but, like, I think nowadays I'm just more muted. Like, I don't have any logos on my hats or my shirt, whatever. It's just pretty plain uh, plain colors these days. I used to be a little bit more, like, uh, into patterns and, and uh, big designs and stuff like that back in the, you know, the late 90s, early 2000s when everything was eccentric, <laughs> you know?
0: I mean, I think people qualify, like, I think I qualify as eccentric, Um I don't know.
1: Still? Yeah, you're wearing a lock and a key on one ear and the other.
0: Wow, uh, this hair clip isn't working for me. Whatever. It'll go nice and messy. The thing is, I didn't wash my hair this morning, so it's got like this lion's mane thing going on. Whatever. i am a it.
1: I don't think people notice that much. but uh,
0: <laughs> Yeah, that's okay. I love you audio-only listeners. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it's all in your head. But yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people like just, um, depending on the podcast, some are very like, you know, produced and whatever. But I think now, especially in the quarantine times, people are just like, fuck it, throw something on and uh and go for it, you know?
0: Yeah. I kind of I kind of miss the days where you're you know, you're forced to like get rest get dressed get dressed and, and go out. Like I miss I miss date nights, I miss, you know, movie nights. I miss, you know, going to movies in the park specifically because that was like such a big thing for us as a family.
1: I don't um yeah. I don't remember I think I've ever seen, like, as long as I've known you, you've never gone to a movie in the park. That's not true. Yeah.
0: Nope. Really? Correct.
1: Which movie did you go to?
0: Um, I recently took The Girls um, and Xander.
1: The Girls? What Girls? Uh, How many twins. girls do you have? You have twins? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my daughter... You have twins? Wait, what are you... I didn't know this. Just my,
0: my daughter has um, uh, best friends who are set of twins and they don't have a mother. Um, and they call me yeah. their other mother.
1: Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, what movie did you guys see? Um, Do you remember?
0: You. <laughs> you. You. <laughs> I don't remember because it would have been last summer because they're usually like mm. in the summer, so I, I don't remember. But I mean, that's since we've known you.
1: Okay. Well, you know, I guess I didn't realize that we're you were to not attached <laughs> at the hip. No, I didn't realize that you were going to um, uh, a a movie a uh, movie is on the lawn or whatever it was. Um, but that's cool. That's cool. I wonder if the drive-in movie theater thing will kind of, like, come back into Well, uh,
0: I-, I think I- it already popularity. is. Like, Beyond Fest, which is one of those event nights that we would go to also. Beyond you I. Fest? Yeah, Beyond Fest is kind of like a cinematic void kind right. of event. Okay. okay. Um, they do drive-ins now. And then I booked us reservations on, like, movie in the park kind of event, but, like, in little small little paddle boats or something like that.
1: Really? yeah. That um, sounds interesting. Yeah. So, wait, you're in a boat and you're watching a movie?
0: Yeah, kind of like one of those inflatable uh. kind of screens or whatever. I don't know. But Leanne Curtis, um, a few years ago, introduced us to a movie in the park because she was in Pretty in Pink and she was the guest star. And her daughter was playing, so she asked us to go to show support. We went and we saw a movie in the park and we were hooked. Like, it was... It was our thing. We got season passes every summer. What kind of screen then.
1: is it on? Is it just like a wall or yeah, do it's they like have a like big, a big
0: huge like inflatable wall?
1: Okay. You know? Yeah.
0: Um it it, it would, it's huge and they would have lunch trucks, like uh, on the lunch truck food trucks mm-hmm. line up. And um so you'd watch the movie, you'd be able to go get food. You could bring your own food. The only rule is like no high chairs, you know. It's just like those regular, kind of like my uh like my meditation pillow, like height. Gotcha. Yeah. Um Sounds fun. Yeah, I mean, mean,
1: I'd probably want to go there and like blaze up. So I don't know if the well, it's a lot of
0: yeah. There, there are some that like you know what? Actually, they're hosting events now. It's called uh, street food cinema, street food cinema, and they're hosting events now. But they're not movies that we would be able to make or that we'd be interested in. Um, the kids specifically don't like E.T., so we're not going to go watch E.T., for example. Right. And then other ones were well, these during are all the times like, that we were camping,
1: so... Gotcha. These, these are, like, kid-friendly movies and, like family-friendly things? Or? Yeah,
0: they're family-related, like, so you can take your kids and go and watch the movie, and some of them are not. I mean, I've seen everything, in, like, from the Rocky Horror Picture Show to, you know, the Sandlot to Hocus Pocus with the kids there. Yeah. Um, yeah it's pretty cool.
1: Interesting. All right. Well, yeah. Um might be fun. I, I don't know yeah. about it on a boat eventually. And I think, <laughs> maybe yeah, maybe I don't know about the boat I don't thing. I do fall asleep and then fall into the water or something like will be that.
0: <laughs> 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 but I'm excited for, um, I mean, especially in like Southern California, it's warm enough so that you can do movies in the park well into maybe like late September. So maybe they'll have more events.
1: Yeah. What's, other than that, what's the, like, what are you looking forward to being able to do once we're able to do things in a really like normal way again?
0: I miss the beach so hard.
1: Yeah. But we can go to the beach in some ways now, can't we? Like some beaches are open and we could stay.
0: Yeah, but it's distant a little bit or whatever. different. Um, because you know, it, it just feels it's a different feel to it. It's less about whether we can and whether we should. You know what I mean? Like we're an LA family and my kids are West Side kids. So it was
1: West Side. <laughs>
0: no West Side. <laughs> 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 um like every summer we'd get considerably darker because we would literally go to the beach at 9 a.m. and come back home like at 4. Like we'd get spend the whole day at the beach and, um, you know, we can't do that right now. So I I miss the beach. I miss going into the ocean specifically. Um, I don't know, and then being able to do things like, I never, I never wanted to, oh, my, um, a rock climbing gym is closed and now I have these nice little uh, double waves going on, uh, <laughs> which is why I'm also very happy for this shirt. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but um, rock climbing would be really nice. Having the gyms open without having to be worried about it would be really nice.
1: Yeah, I think the gym thing for some people right now, they're realizing like it, the gym is really, well, and it, you know, it's part of the reason why it's part of the motivation. It's part of what keeps them able to do it because uh, technically you don't need a gym. And if you mentally know that, then, you know, you really can kind of work out anywhere and use whatever around you to really, you know, stay in shape. But going to the gym, the act of getting in your car, going over there, changing into the clothes and using their facility, I think is a big motivator for some people.
0: Well, absolutely. So when, um, when I had an Equinox gym membership, I I loved going there because of the sauna. So I'd like get in a hard workout. I'd do my four miles. I'd do a quick workout. Two hours later, I'm in the sauna for like 10 minutes because, you know, I have high blood pressure, <laughs> so I can't stay in there too long. But, um, and then I, you know, just cleanse and like just shower the sin away and, you know.
1: <laughs> right. But
0: um, I, I do miss that. Um, that said, I wouldn't go back to the gym. Equinox. And or I don't or think
1: equinox I, specifically.
0: Equinox specifically, <laughs>
1: yeah. and wasn't um, that through like your old job or something? Yeah, and it's
0: really expensive. That wasn't
1: your gym of choice, was it?
0: It wasn't my gym of choice. <laughs> I only went because it was, you know, it was my 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 job paid for it. It's like a two hundred and sixty dollars a month membership, um, but if even if it was affordable for me, I wouldn't go back to it. Just politically, it's not something I I am aligned with. Um, that said, I don't think I'd go to any other jump, other gym either, except for my rock climbing gym. I've been a member of Hangar 18 for like four years and haven't been able to go for such a long yeah. time.
1: Yeah, I think g- the gyms in general seem to be a very like, you know, open breeding ground for a lot of, you know, transfer of bacteria and things like that. even though people are supposed to be clean supposed and shower to. and wipe things down, you know, like... Okay, so check this out.
0: Before <laughs> things, before the world closed, I was at the gym uh, and I would, you saw, I would go to the gym four times a week and... When COVID was becoming a thing and things were slowly getting a little bit more cautious, I was on the treadmill and there was a guy next—not the next treadmill, but the following one. You know, leave uh, the, the extra one. Mm-hmm, and, and right. <laughs> treadmill etiquette. Um, and then he was just coughing and just coughing and and like a wet cough. And I'm like, Oh, gross! Oh no, I'm. Um, guess I'm at four. I, I, I'm close enough to four miles, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but um. <laughs> I, I don't think I'd want to go back to them. Like, again, rock climbing, totally different. Totally different set of rules. Totally different type, uh, type of discipline to be able to, you know, be a, a rock climber. So, like, it's very easy to say, okay, sanitize your hands before you do this. However, you do sweat. You do wipe off your sweat. You do grab onto the pegs. You know, things like that. So, it, it, have, it would have to be, an, in, like, some kind of something. I don't know. Can you build me one?
1: Some kind of something.
0: Like, they'd have you to have what a,
1: a, a, a rock a climbing
0: rock. gym. I mean,
1: no, no. <laughs> like I'll fucking get you a ladder. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. Know. I wouldn't even know and where they, to start. But
0: that, the, the going into the ocean, socializing, and the rock climbing is what I miss the most. That said, you can rock climb outside, but they don't have pads in the wilderness.
1: Yeah, I think so. A lot again. If you really, I guess, look at it, some of those things in one way or another, you can do, you can socialize with people, not face to face, but through Zoom Mm -hmm. and through other means, whatever. You can do workouts in your house or whatever. Um, But I think the one thing that would be fun to do again, and I don't know where I would go, would be traveling. And I know you can still sort of travel now, but like, not really. You can't go all over the world. You can like you travel would like within
0: to. the continental United States. Yeah, well,
1: <laughs> right. But even still, like, I think traveling, even just the experience of the travel, like I've been on some international flights before, and leaving the country and going and doing the whole experience that way, um, you know, it's 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 fun. And I think that right now, with the way everything is in the world, that's one of the things they've taken away. The most, you know, and that it, it feels really weird. It's almost like if you wanted to try to go somewhere else right now, just like for fun, you know, you're going to have to go through all these, you know, hoops and uh, hurdles, you know, just to to get there or to, you know, I don't know. It's just strange times. So, yeah, that's that's what I feel like it's it might be nice to travel um, again.
0: Yeah, I mean, I get it. But, you know, I have a friend um, Callie. she was suddenly in Tampa. Like she went from like That's Columbia to Chicago to having to quarantine and stay during the pandemic closures in Tampa. And then she came to California because she had her stuff in my storage and I, the whole moving things happened. but she got on a $20 flight from Florida to, to Los Angeles and was like, let's hang out. And I'm like,
2: yeah. Oh my God! To, no. <laughs> like, first a of all, crazy you're in there. Florida.
0: Second. Of all, yeah. Second of all, um, you've been on an airplane with all these people. The God knows,
1: you know. I, I was the whole time since COVID has hit. It. I kept thinking like, because airplanes, we live, you know, near an airport. We hear the airplanes going constantly, and I was like, if the whole six foot rule applies, then are they seating people like I, every other I seat? I guess they would have something? to
0: like, do. I mean, mathematically, I imagine it would be. Every middle, every other middle row. Mm,
1: yeah. you know
0: what I mean, or maybe stagger in but the middle aisle window, whatever the. We hell.
1: saw some sort of video on. Well, you were flipping through your feed today, and it was like some lady getting kicked off an airplane. It and didn't, it seemed packed. Right? Yeah, it did so not look what like they, they were, do.
0: Is I think in L A at LAX they had they were installing like these um, kind of like a metal detector kind of thing that. Tics, checks your temperature. So mm. all they're doing is you need a mask. You need to check your temp. You need to check your te- temperature. If you have a fever, you can't get uh, on. I think that's what I, it is. I, I think that's not the
1: very accurate thing to do i mean what if for example somebody has a high temperature doesn't have covid it's just they have high blood pressure or something uh the anxiety of flying or whatever gets their temperature up you know there's a lot of reasons why your temperature would go up not just because you're sick you know what i mean, I mean you can
0: have an ear infection <laughs> yeah it's just But here's the thing also it takes two weeks for you to get your um your test results or get symptoms i mean well, right
1: if, Supposedly. You're, if you're not rich yeah
0: no, not your test symptoms.
1: Oh, symptoms. Yeah, yeah. I guess. So, I don't know.
0: It, like, it's like I'm not comparing the pandemic to AIDS, but as a teenager, I was part of this thing called Pep LA, where we would go and <laughs> teach uh, or, uh, you know, um, highlight and you know, provide awareness for AIDS and HIV as teens to other teens. Anyway, um, there was there's a six month window. It's like, you can catch, you can, you can have, you know, you can, um, be exposed to HIV or AIDS on day one, but not until month six yeah. or is it six weeks? I don't remember. I'm old. Yeah. I think um, that, always... that, that you can, that there's that window period where you can possibly still have it not even know, no, yeah, you know, expose all these other people. So, um, I'm thinking along those lines when people say, oh, I am testing, I, I took a test, today. I'm taking a test today. In two weeks, I'll find out if I have to, if I, if I am positive. Meanwhile, you're quarantined during that time, but what happens to the people that you possibly exposed the day before your tests? You know what I mean? So, um, there's just a lot of uncertainty and I don't know, like they're going to have supposedly a vaccine at the, by the end of the year. And do we want to you know, Just
1: be the first ones to try yeah, it first out. One, you mean to try it out? Like, um, is this the
0: umbrella virus well, or what is it? The T, what is it?
1: The the umbrella virus. I think that's the some umbrella resident evil corporation. E- yeah, yeah, the, yeah, they, the, the umbrella corporation, virus. The T
0: virus. Yeah,
1: <laughs> you're going all I mean. resident evil on us. Here, I
0: mean, huh? <laughs> I always do. Like, Michelle Rodriguez was in that movie and she was Rain, and she was, fucking was that the phenomenal. second one or the first that's one? That was the
1: first one, really? Yeah, oh, she okay. was raining
0: in the first one, and um.
1: I didn't like the first one. I just felt like it it was, and, and probably is because I played the game so much and it didn't really follow the game. Uh, the biggest thing for me was the game had like a, 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 this gigantic snake and you had to like, he came out where there was like a room with a piano and you had to fight this gigantic snake. And I was like, Where's the snake? You know, and then later on in the game, they had these little snakes that would fall out of the trees and try to get you. And the whole time in that movie, there was nothing about a snake. I was like, There's... so good, right? No, I mean, yes, but no, it didn't follow <laughs> the movie. I, I, I mean, sure, I, I, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of snakes, but I feel like that if it was in the game, they should have put it in the in the movie. But you know, most I, video games to movies don't don't really uh, I, transcend well.
0: I like. Resident Evil a lot. I played the... Well, I didn't play the game because... Okay. Confession time. When the PlayStation came out, my mm-hmm. brother got one and he got, you know, the basics. Um, Crash Bandicoot, mm-hmm. um, Resident Evil, and yeah, Tomb that. Raider,
1: right? Well, Tomb Raider, I don't think Resident Evil would be considered the basic. I think and that's Tekken. a little... But those are
0: the basics we had at our house. Sure, sure, had. Okay. So those are the four that I vividly remember. And I'm telling you, I try to make Laura Croft walk straight. You know, the very first one, the very first level, or is it, I don't remember. Uh, And she's like in this cave down in something, and there's a tiger there for some reason. (laughs) And she has to jump onto like this ledge. And when she jumps on this ledge, she has to go from go from one to the next one to the next one climb up the wall and climb up the cape you with me yeah I, I kept making her walk off the first rock <laughs> and, and then after that I was like yeah maybe I'll just stick to you know I have my arcade right behind you like I'll just stick to those because 2d is the world where I exist right <laughs> so gotcha. so I I watched my brother play like you know he, he'd be like my kids come watch me play come watch me play right so um I, and I have that whole connection with Resident Evil. So when the movie came out, yeah, it's it's a little, um, it, it's not aligned with the game exactly, but um, it it's was fun. It's in still its own fun. right. It's,
1: it's like kind of a good movie if it was just like a zombie movie. Right. Like, but if
0: you have the nostalgia connection with the game when it first came out, for example, during, when it came out when we were kids or teenagers, um, then yeah, you'll feel a little bit let down.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there was just like elements that weren't in there that I was expecting, but that's also the same for, like I said, almost every video game that went to movie, you know?
0: Well, so it's kind of the same with... Like um, Street
1: Fighter, remember that? (laughs) Well, it's kind of the same
0: from like... (laughs) Well, I was going to say, like Avatar The Last Airbender. Like, I have a collection if you look over there. Um, And then it came... Like, that show came out. The kids and I watched it. Like, it's our thing. And then Shyamalan redid it and made it all dark and kids were emotionless creatures, and you're like, what the fuck is this garbage? Now, it wasn't like that. It was more like Street Fighter, because the game was (laughs) awesome, and then Raul Julia, in one of his final roles, played M. Bison, and... It was a weird-as-fuck movie, but you still appreciated the attempt and Jean-Claude Van Damme and Kylie Minogue.
1: Yeah, but Jean-Claude Van Damme as the white American... What is it? General Guile? General Guile. Yeah, Guile? Colonel, yeah, Colonel yeah, Guile. What, Colonel Guile. Yeah, it's just like, you know, I mean, whatever. At the time, we ate it up as kids, especially Van Damme but and Yeah, everything. but <laughs> it was Van
0: Damme's time, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was Van Damme's time. But, was, you know what was really good? Mortal Kombat.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was. But again, That one it was good. It but it
0: also was like you have a white the, man the Raiden, so it's like
1: the thing what 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 uh, with Goro and Mortal Kombat that I didn't like is that he looks stretched, like compared to the game where he was like more of like a football player build. It, it was like the body suit he they had, made like, had, two had torsos. like yeah, it was like too <laughs> stretched, and they used the same kind of like hands, the little three fingers that they used for the Ninja Turtles in know, the nineties Ninja know. Turtle movie. Right. So.
0: so. I mean, I also was hoping for Shiva in the first
1: one, but... Well, know. she wasn't in the first video game, so...
0: That's okay, but I was still hoping for Shiva in the first one.
1: Yeah, but at that time, we didn't even know who Shiva was. Like, she didn't even come to the storyline until Mortal Kombat 3. Really? Yeah.
0: Maybe. Oh, you're right, because it's not on the one that we have here.
1: Right. Uh, she, anyway. So, that's all I'm saying. Like.
0: Anyway. Um, I still, I still really enjoyed it. I didn't like that in Mort, in Mortal Kombat One versus Mortal Kombat Two. They like changed Sonya's, that broke my heart because I really yeah. liked the the the
1: the the, f- girl the from first, from the first Madison. one, the first
0: one. Yeah, the one from the first one who looks like she's always smelling something bad. Yeah, you know, like, was, I like that one.
1: She was. Uh, that was kind of an odd role for her because again, she doesn't normally play like. Uh, and she's
0: not very muscular in the movie. She's like she's like, like she kind of looks skinny fat, you know, mm-hmm. like not like not jiggly or anything, but like not like defined muscles. Yeah. And when she uh, breaks the neck of Kano. Uh, of Kano, and I'm like, that's so satisfying.
1: Yeah, with that's the leg fat. kick. Yeah. The,
0: <laughs> no, not the leg uh, kick, the, the snap, the scissor kick yeah. thing. Yeah, she
1: grabs him by the the neck, yeah, and snaps his.
0: Give me a break, okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I mean, video game adaptations to movies don't always follow the, you know, because most of the time the people that are making the movie aren't really fans of the entity necessarily, so they didn't play the game. They didn't, they're not following, like, the storyline to the T or the rule book or whatever. They're just going off of what they think is going to be uh, attractive to a wide audience. Auto- spread audience you know
0: right which is similar to the movie that we watched for this episode yeah. uh, reanimator now reanimator is from 1985 and it is based on the hp lovecraft story shit what is it
1: <laughs> you forgot the title uh, of it?
0: herbert west reanimator
1: okay yeah now have you seen this movie before we watched it for the podcast Yes. Okay, so you already know. So this one is one of those that came out in the 80s that I didn't really ever again, not being a super fan of horror back then, but seeing well, a lot I didn't watch
0: it in the 80s though. I watched right. it um, I watched it, you know, I don't know, maybe like 3 years ago.
1: Sure. Well, I'll tell you be honest with you, the only reason why I know this movie is because of the slash cards game that we play and it keeps <laughs> popping up over there. So shout out
0: to Jenna yet again who not only has given me espresso for the rest of my life but slash cards. but also the slash cards yeah so which is a Jenna. really fun
1: game maybe we'll play a few rounds maybe we should do like a special like live uh thing maybe get some some uh
0: get some people, people out there involved. to answer yeah, some questions
1: yeah we'll that'd do be pretty like cool. a live question answer with play uh, playing slash cards but so reanimator pops up a bunch of times in slash cards and that's how i because it's a great
0: movie it. i think
1: i i get it um but i'm just saying like for example in my head i've known of Day of the Dead or Dawn of the Dead or, uh, like, a lot of these other, like, movies that Mm -hmm. were kind of quote-unquote But this is one of the ones that were,
0: like, missed until very recently. Yeah, completely slipped by. I
1: never heard of it. Um, It is very much like a Frankenstein-type story, I would say, which is funny because they're reanimating a very old classic theme.
0: Right. So, the H.P. Lovecraft story Mm -hmm. is along the same lines. We have to remember these were written a long time ago. The stories were written a long time ago. So H.P. Lovecraft wrote reanimator as a short and then they are like a, a pulp comic, not pulp comic, pulp story. Like just something that he put out kind of like, sure. a like in the New Yorker, let's say, for example, akin to that. And then they gained popularity and they're like, well, they're paying me five bucks a story. So I'm going to continue. And then he continued series. So that was a completely different era. Like it wasn't, um, it wasn't like, Oh, Frankenstein, the way we know it. Um, the story existed, but uh, it was—it was like a completely different take on it. And it, I feel like it's more—it's less about the act of reanimating, and more about how far is science willing to go, and how mm-hmm. how how many lives will it destroy? Versus Frankenstein, the story I feel is more about the, does one ever lose their humanity. You know, well, there's one ever lo- lose your humanity, their 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 spirit versus Reanimator, which is, like, I guess, I guess it's I guess it's the same. Of course, it's it's got similarities, but it's more of a the movie specifically for me. It's more of a how far are you gonna go down this fucking rabbit hole? in pursuit of
1: X, Y, Z. Sure. So I'm going to sound kind of stupid here, but like what... Ta- er- so first of all, the story of Frankenstein came before these H.P. Lovecraft stories, I'm guessing, correct?
0: You're going to ask me a question I don't have the answer to. So let's see.
1: Well, I'm just wondering, do you know like... So the Frankenstein story was written by what, Mary Shelley or whatever? Mm-hmm. Now, so she was an author in a time period that had probably come before H.P. Lovecraft, right? Like Because I'm wondering which one was first in history so there already was a frankenstein story and then he wrote his story later on i guess right
0: yeah absolutely um and there's definitely lots of similarities and i think the frankenstein uh story awoke a whole different kind of genre and possibilities of oh maybe people from the dead do come back and they reanimate yeah um mary shelley was like what the 1700s i was
1: gonna ask you that um Um, and lovecraft
0: was like the Early nineteen hundreds. Oh, okay. I think I saw nineteen twelve or something like okay.
1: that. Okay. So Mary Shelley was like seventeen hundred, like yeah, really back Like two hundred years. away. Gotcha. Was she an American writer? No, right?
0: Um, I can Wait, look it 1700s? up. Wait, seventeen
1: hundreds? We weren't even America yet. <laughs> stupid. I'm saying I'm stupid. Seventeen seventy six is when we got, you know, right. So if she was seventeen hundreds, if it was, I don't know. You're gonna fact check?
0: No, I'm gonna answer your question.
1: I'm just wondering, like, how because sometimes I feel like, oh, this was like 1797 last... okay so there was well, she american. was
0: born and she died oh, in 1851 place of death chester square
1: chester square but she was an american writer or was is she european well
0: i think she was english because of the fact that it says chester square
1: okay that sounds very <laughs> english all right well that sounds very tea so what to about hp lovecraft what do you know about him I mean, you don't have to look it up. I'm just asking you, what do you know about him generally?
0: Um, I just know him as, um, you know, this is where Xander fell in love, my, my son fell in love with Cthulhu, right? Okay. And so it's like a lot of different horror-based short stories.
2: Gotcha. So, he has uh, so short I've story. had
0: this book for a while, um, but because it's a, this is a collection based off of all the short stories that we've read, you know, and it's easier to have one book. Um... But I just know I'm sad. I don't know too much about him. Uh, But I can, let's see. That's
1: fine. Like I said, I was just wondering. He was an American
0: writer of weird fiction and horror fiction who is known for his creation of what became the Cthulhu mythos. Born in Providence, Rhode Island, Lovecraft (laughs) spent most of his life in New England.
2: (laughs) He was born into affluence.
0: But his family's wealth dissipated soon after the death of his grandfather. In 1913, he wrote a critical letter to Pulp Magazine, that ultimately ultimately led to his involvement in Pulp Fiction, not the, the mind, Tarantino the movie. Right <laughs> uh,
1: so he was on like my neck of the woods. Oh sort shit! Of. He
0: died due to small intestine cancer in 1937. Ouch! And he was bar- buried in Swan Point cemetery-, cemetery.
1: I used to be able to ride my bike from my house to the Providence border in Massachusetts when I was a kid. Like remember the last episode I was telling you Uh about the, the fort in the woods Uh that was in a small town called Swansea, Massachusetts. And so from my house, I could jump on my bike and I don't know how long it would take, maybe five, 10 minutes up the road, but I could get to the border of where Massachusetts and Rhode Island was. Um, Providence in a car was probably 20 minutes or so, 30 minute drive away tops. Uh, But but yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, Providence is a
0: so you should know about him. The fuck uh, are you doing? I, I don't know. I, you know,
1: <laughs> I spent a lot of time in Florida. I Got brainwashed down there.
0: So Florida um, is completely different from Massachusetts. Yeah. What led for your? What led to the move?
1: Well, in a nutshell, it was the business, the leather business, because they so had leathers. Yeah. Well, it was a few things. So basically. My dad had started his own business. But funny enough, where we were in Massachusetts and there's a, uh, where he started the the business um, was a place where there was a lot of people that were in that trade, that skilled labor, stitching, cutting leather, assembling bags, jackets, all that kind of stuff. Um, so there was lots of people along with himself, who were, you know, working for other companies. So when he started his company, our company, whatever, um, it ended up being something where, you know, he wanted to kind of, because there's another uh, competitor company that he used to work for that was like just, you know, right up the street in a sense from us. And he wanted to kind of separate and not be right, you know, there next to the guy who he used to work for Mm -hmm. basically. Plus the weather was a big thing because my dad comes from Bangladesh, which is a very tropical place. And so he was yeah, not... Yeah, it's
0: very similar to El Salvador where yeah. it's humid like a mother.
1: So he wasn't into the whole um, cold weather and the snow and all that. <laughs> I
0: can't imagine um, he was.
1: And then Florida, right uh, oh, an hour away from Orlando where we lived is Daytona, which is the Daytona 500 for cars, but they also do bike week and the motorcycle Daytona AMA oh, races okay. over there. Okay. So, to, for them, that's what it was. It was, let's go away from it makes more sense. the cold weather mm. and let's kind of separate the business away from the competitor that was already sort of established in that area. In the, right. Yeah.
0: right. Well, that makes sense. Yeah.
1: But so that, that's really what it was. And yeah, Florida is a completely different beast than uh, Massachusetts. Um, so yeah, I didn't know that HP Lovecraft was... Uh, Your neighbor? Yeah. But you know who else was my neighbor that I, well, not my personal neighbor, but somebody in that area, uh, who, uh, is somewhat famous, uh, Lizzie Borden. Yeah. Yeah. So that was like <laughs> right there where I lived. Uh, they, I think you can still go to that house and well, not now, but maybe, you know, it's sort of like a tourist attraction, the Lizzie Borden house.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. You know that, um, there's a Lizzie Borden, I guess, series on Netflix where (laughs) Christina Ricci. It's pretty cool.
1: I was almost about to call her Lizzie Bourdain. (laughs) For some reason, I was thinking That's my other cooking show. (laughs) Lizzie Bourdain. It's funny
0: because my middle name is actually Lizzie. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) It could Um, be your cooking alter ego. Lizzie Bourdain? Yeah, you cut everything with a big, giant axe. (laughs) I'm going to change it from getting
0: baked with Heidi to Lizzie Lizzie Bourdain. You're cutting your uh, fruits
1: (laughs) and vegetables with a giant axe instead Of a knife.
0: <laughs> I mean, realistically, my cooking channel is just things that I've never cooked before that I'm attempting with a kitchen that is not a professional kitchen. So,
1: you, you, you know, you, there's a lot Lizzie of Bourdain might work. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm glad <laughs> um, I can help you out with that.
0: Well, thanks a lot, sir. <laughs> Andor, madam. And
1: <laughs> okay.
0: But do you know how I'm like fascinated with serial killers and like you can mention anything? And I'm like, did you know um, it all started because of, yes, Belle is, but also. Lizzie Bourdain. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, would um, she be considered a serial killer? No, right?
0: No, she would be. I think a spree killer
1: because she only killed her family members, right? So or,
0: like, well, I was thinking either a spree killer or she would be something like um, a family annihilator.
2: Gotcha, gotcha. All right. Yeah.
0: Anyway, so let's get back um, but to she has a song. There. They like oh, they okay. both had a song um, that kids would sing, kind of tauntingly, like you know, like "Ring Around the Rosie" was about you know. Um, the Plague or whatever the was hell. Was
2: it? I don't yeah. know.
0: Um, but they, like, Lizzie Borden had one, and so did Belle Gunnis. Gotcha. Well, anyway. Cool. I need a theme song is what I'm saying.
1: Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh, Well, uh, that's a good little segue back into this movie. Theme song. This movie had a very cool theme, which is very reminiscent of Psycho. And, and that was intentional. Intentional, yeah. right. A lot of people, I guess, hate well, on that, for saying the, that he kind of stole the idea.
0: My understanding was that the composer for the Psycho Song, psycho theme song, uh, was the same guy who did that. It was my understanding, but I could be
1: wrong. Oh, I don't think it's the same guy. But the guy who did the uh, theme for Reanimator wanted to, from the little bit of research that I looked into, he specifically he calls it paying homage, but he also wanted it to be clearly evident that he was sort of like borrowing from a very significantly known theme. Okay. Now, if he says that and i believe him as a musician i don't consider that to be stealing art or whatever you know i mean Jimi hendrix played all along the watchtower and in some ways way better than bob dylan did you know a lot of artists that especially back then that's how you got to better your craft you'd learn other songs or you'd learn how to do other techniques from other artists and so you know this guy he says that he um was paying homage to psycho i think it was a pretty cool uh theme song it it, all it it took me a little bit back to, like, maybe the 60s instead of the 80s because it's kind of like, you know, almost Pink Panther-ish in a way where mm. it's like you want to see, you know. The title credits were pretty um, – title – was that what they call them? The uh-huh. opening credits were were really cool. Um, a lot of colors and a lot of different images. Like, um, I think that guy also went on to be somebody famous too who did a lot of significant uh, opening scenes for movies. But 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 I think, yeah. Um, the I mean, music I thought it was, it was pretty yeah, cool,
0: yeah, yeah, the music was pretty cool, and you're right, like this movie is definitely like eighties, like super fucking eighties, but um, the song was definitely takes takes you back to Hitchcock, mm-hmm, yeah. um, that said, the h p. lovecraft story is not exactly of course what's on here because this is what you're talking about early nineteen hundreds this is nineteen like eighty five mm-hmm, years later, right, um, so but they- and there are a lot of elements that are different, so the idea is there. But the storyline and and the character development, I guess, they're just completely different. Yeah.
1: Now, this movie really just basically says, we're going to open this thing up with a bang, and we're going to let you know that we're going to go to some pretty crazy places. <laughs> we're going to go elbow deep
0: in this <laughs> elbow bitch. Elbow
1: deep, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, right? Because right away, we start off with... Um, uh, basically a guy a, dying. Yeah, well, they're in like a foreign country at some sort I think of university. they're in Germany
0: in a, in a medical school, mm-hmm. and there is the police are called because there's um, there's some commotion going inside the doctor's laboratory. Right. Sorry, Laboratory. laboratory. <laughs> and um, we find out that either Herbert West or the doctor himself has killed. You know, has killed.
1: Yeah, we doctor. come in and they're basically, the West is looking at the doctor on the ground who's like, freak, you know, having seizures and just going crazy. And uh, he gets up and his eyeballs burst out of his skull, which is <laughs> pretty awesome. And <laughs> it basically sets the tone of like, hey, we're coming at you pretty, you know, hard in this movie. Like, <laughs> they're not going to ease get into it. Get your
0: fucking mop. It's going to get wet. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> um, all right,
0: wait. First of all, it was directed by Stuart Gordon. Okay. Okay, and it stars Jeffrey Combs, Bruce Abbott, and motherfucking Barbara Barbara Crampton. 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 That's what I said. Yeah, I know. Who, oh. um, by the way... It's in, a, it's in a lot of movies we've seen. Specifically, she, your Chopping Mall. My Chopping Mall. Now um, I didn't know
1: that, but um, I I know that now after we watched this documentary. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, um, but she didn't want to do any nudity because she thought there's no reason for it, which in, explains her character in, in this at movie at all. Wow, which explains her character in Chopping Mall, right? Because she's a prude.
1: Oh, is she the prude <laughs> yes. in Chopping Mall? Yep. Does she not get uh, naked at all? I don't remember. I don't remember either. But, but
0: anyway, um, she, she definitely she, she, is not
1: a prude in this movie. Sorry, go ahead.
0: She later realized that the only way to be able to continue acting would be to resort to some nude some nude scenes, but specifically because it was what was required in 80s horror movies, right?
1: Um, yeah, somewhat. At now, least I some want to say songs. that yeah, I want to say that in the nicest way possible. I mean, definitely, I'm sure there was some people that were just kind of taking advantage of the situation and said, you know what, this would be an easy way to get some girls naked. Um, but I don't know. I mean, like, it, it, it were different times back then. I mean, we were kids, so it's not like we were the one calling the shots. These are our, our, our elders, our it's parents not.
0: Like I was able to watch whatever I wanted to watch.
1: That's not what I mean. We weren't the ones I mean, directing these movies. We weren't allowed movies, to watch movie. You know?
0: We weren't allowed to watch TV. But we did get a dollar fifty each to go rent movies at the video rental place. And the only ones that we could afford at that time were like older movies. So we watched all the horror movies we could. Yeah. Well. While trying to take a peek again, behind the curtain,
1: this is a, a movie that is basically not hiding anything so they're not like disguising it as like a a a friendly kid friendly movie and then basically saying whoops by the way we we just went too far Uh, I think some of the young kids nowadays would look at some of the stuff happening in this movie as a little bit too over the top uh, because you know there's there's a shift happening right now where um, again the 80s we were pretty crazy you know 90s as well and now things are starting to get a little bit toned down because people like are trying Like more conservative to, again? A little bit, yeah, a little bit. I think if you did a poll, like some of the younger kids look at um, these, you know, again, like the overusage of gr- gratuitous nudity and blood and gore and all that in these older 80 films as like just creepy old men getting women to do whatever the fuck they well, want to do. Well, I kind of
0: understand that. Like my daughter will tell us to turn the music down.
1: Yeah, that's a little weird. We were, we were like, if you... If you can't hear it. You're too old. <laughs> Crank that shit up to eleven.
0: <laughs> so it wasn't Germany. It was actually Switzerland.
1: Switzerland.
0: It was the University of
1: Zurich. Oh, okay.
0: Um, the Institute of Medicine. Oh, speaking of Institute, in the in in Lovecraft's story, um, the hospital that they mentioned is Arkham.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> nice yeah. Batman reference.
0: <laughs> so the nurse is telling, um, it's accusing Wes and saying. You killed him. You killed him. And Herbert West says, "I gave him life."
1: Yeah, yeah. That's also that's where it's kind of a little Frankenstein-ish, uh, but it's cool. He, I guess, he was a theater actor. This guy did a really good job.
0: Yeah, he did great. You believed everything that came out of his mouth. <laughs> yeah. Everything. Like, you're like, I never want to see this white boy ever. He
1: Fucking has white <laughs> a way of pulling off. Yeah, he basically gets people to believe whatever the fuck he <laughs> tells them. And he has an excuse for everything right away. He doesn't even have to think about it. It's so natural to him. It's just like,
0: yeah, what it, are you talking it's about? it's weird.
1: It's weird. Um, so so we go from the... We
0: go from that back to the United States to Massachusetts. Oh,
1: right. Yeah, I was in Massachusetts. Um, and
0: it's a teaching hospital. And uh, Massachusetts. there's... Massachusetts. <laughs> and there's a guy, Dan. And Dan is um, a doctor who's... He's lear- He's a medical student. So right. he's learning the craft, so to speak. But he's... Um, we We catch him unsuccessfully trying to resuscitate somebody who... It's flatlining. Like he's doing so many chest compressions to this person. Yeah, he
1: doesn't want to give up. But he's he has really to, and like, they like
0: almost literally pull him off of off of the yeah, person. Yeah, he's like,
1: no, it just hasn't kicked in yet. Just keep keep trying, and the right. other nurses or doctors like, he's dead. Leave him alone. Yeah. So then we meet we meet his girlfriend,
0: who is Meg, and she is also the daughter of this dean.
1: Right. I think they Halsey. Even, right. Yeah. They say not that the she's not the singer. Uh, his fiance, which I, I saw in a couple of the reviews, I saw they say that she's the fiance, but that's true.
0: well, I think she they say she's the fiance because she when they were getting out of bed later, it, like in one of the scenes after they you know made whoopie, uh, she said I'll definitely marry you after you become a doctor. Yeah, so it's like they have a. They have a committed relationship, and but there there is no ring on her finger.
1: Right, okay. But the dean also doesn't seem to really know too much about their relationship. You know, right, like. he knows
0: that they're dating. Uh, now, the dean is uh, very, very uh, protective of his daughter. Like, she's, you know, not even allowed to spend the like they're night. They're in college. They're, like, they're older. Mm-hmm. And um, he's, she's not even allowed to spend the night at her boyfriend's house. Yeah. Um, also, we meet the... Um,
1: the, the professor? The
0: professor who is a doctor at the hospital. Yeah, I think and his
1: name, Hill or something like Hill, that? Hill. Yeah. yeah,
0: Dr. Hill. The creep? He is fucking creepy as shit. He is as old as uh, the dean, you know, an older gentleman, probably in his 50s, um, with a really, really bad, like, man wig.
1: Yeah, well, <laughs> it's funny because uh, I don't think that was... And well, they had to put a wig on him for some crazy reason for continuity or whatever. Well, yeah, they had
0: to put a wig on him so that it would match it later on in the scene. Right.
1: But so that's, so they were, you know, it's not really like, you but know. But anyway, it makes him look old as <laughs> yeah. shit.
0: Um, anyway, he, I, during an interaction or an exchange with, what's her name? With Meg, um, we see that he's kind of creepy. Creepy, and yeah. He even makes a toast to, um, okay. So in one scene, uh, Dan goes to pick up Meg for, uh, for a study date and he goes and they're having, um, Meg, Dr. Hill and the, and the Dean are having dinner together. And when, um, when Dan shows up, Hill is like, uh, do you think this is a good idea? Like trying not to let her go out with her boyfriend. Right, yeah. He's um, like
1: hitting on her right in front of her dad and everything. Yeah, it's and he crazy. says
0: a toast to Meg or for whatever reason.
1: Yeah. Right? Do you think, I, I feel like uh, Christopher Lee might have been able to pull off this uh, Hill character. He kind of reminds me of his stature. Maybe not as the face, but. No, uh,
0: I think his um his grandiose yeah, appearance like reminds me of uh, Lee in Wickerman.
1: Yeah, yeah. I got I got a little bit of a vibe like that from him. So
0: So then we meet again, Dr. West.
1: Right. They Hubert Herbert
0: Herbert, Herbert West. Herbert. Herbert West. And he um is now come to Massachusetts to this school to continue studying medicine now that his old uh, mentor has, you know, died because yeah, the reanimation the, didn't work.
1: You know what the old mentor's name was? Hans Gruber. Dr. Gruber. Isn't that and Die Hard? The, yeah, the villain in Die Hard.
0: <laughs> I wonder if there's like a folklore regarding a name Hans Gruber I don't or
1: something. Know, I don't know. But uh, I didn't really catch it at first. But then later on, I was like, wait, Hans Gruber.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So immediately, immediately, Weston Hill do not get along mm-hmm. because West accuses Dr. Hill, um, accuses him of stealing a uh, Hans Gruber's uh, research.
1: Yeah. He calls him a fraud. He I calls think.
0: him a fraud yeah. even. And, um, Dr. Hill doesn't like him because he's insubordinate,
1: right? plagiarists. He's a he plagiarizes or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, he, he's basically saying he doesn't know. And and then he, there's this whole thing about the 12 minute, six to 12 minute.
0: Yeah. So um, um,
1: brain life or whatever.
0: Yeah. So according to their to the movie, there's uh, not been anyone able to reanimate or resuscitate anybody who has been dead for more than six minutes. Right. And West says that he has done it. That because uh, Hans Gruber has done it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's a little cocky motherfucker. He's like... Yeah,
0: but you kind of like it.
1: Uh, yeah. He just has all the, like... I mean, he doesn't seem like he's a student necessarily. You know? He comes in there, like, as if he is another teacher or something mm-hmm. like that. You know? He's like,
0: like... It's funny because at one point they're observing, like, the... um
1: How to, like... How to take out take, a brain. Take out a brain.
0: <laughs> and... um. Dr. Hill says something about the... Nobody has been able to do it past this time. And uh, West gets a pencil out of his pocket and then just and goes... Breaks it. Crack. And then the doctor's like, what the hell? And then he continues talking and he pulls out another, another pencil one, yeah. and yeah. <laughs> cracks it. And he's like, you get yourself a pen. pen <laughs> right, yeah. But it, it has like... It, it's it's kind of like a horror comedy because it has a lot of funny elements in it.
1: So many horror movies to me are comedies. And I, I don't think that's a bad, uh, bad thing. I really enjoy that a lot sometimes i like to laugh and i like spooky and crazy and gory and Mm -hmm. shit so it it works perfect in some cases for me
0: so west and dan become friends because well not friends friends. acquaintances because west rents out a spare room from dan
1: dan Dan kane dan kane yes dan kane
0: (laughs) not dean kane dan
1: kane his uh Idiot brother who ended up <laughs> going to <laughs> to uh, med school instead of becoming an actor
0: <laughs> what is it um Dave? is it Dave Franco
1: <laughs> Dave Franco <laughs> oh yeah um, so so yeah he becomes his roommate basically he makes him an offer he says oh, oh he in cash yeah he falls in love with the, um, the basement as soon as he sees it he looks all creepy like a mad scientist in that scene he's like yes yes this will be perfect
0: <laughs> yeah and you kind of almost are like is he on ecstasy right now because he's almost like
1: yes he's yeah <gasps> he's so emotionally into it but it's that's funny. what it's
0: like you believe everything he says like he can sell a timeshare. <laughs>
1: sure, probably can. He does look like he could play that role very easily. Um, so is Meg in the scene where this happens as well too? Yes, well she is, because right? this
0: is um so after you know uh after Dan sorry my nose itches. Um after Dan goes to pick up Meg during that creepy toast. They go back to her house back to his house to study and That's when Meg's a little like uncomfortable, right?
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: And she's like, "No, I'm just gonna go." And then she goes to open the door. Wait, is it that part? No, 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 no. I'm wrong. After the lovemaking session, before the dinner and everything. Okay. um, He's he's naked chasing her, right? They're like doing fun couple stuff. She opens the door and there's West, and and Dan is naked. Yeah, he's just
1: like right there. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, so
0: she's aware that that's happening. In fact, when she's giving him, when he's, when Dan's giving Wes a tour, she tells him, you need some time to think about this, don't you? Yeah. And he didn't get the hint because, you know, money was right there. Right there. A big roll of cash.
1: Cash talks, you know.
0: Cash moves everything around me. Cream hit the money. Dollar dollar bills, yeah.
1: Yeah. So... Basically now <clears throat> sorry, so now um he he wants to get all his uh laboratory stuff in there and get going they I think they come back home later on, and the cat's missing
0: yeah okay so where after, shit starts to get after crazy. that creepy toast part is when they do come home mm-hmm. and and she 's feeling uneasy, and then she's like, you know what where's the cat right and that's um because they have a cat and they fo- and she finds him inside west's Refrigerator. <laughs> in his bedroom. Yeah. And um, he, of course, has a lie. He's like, Look, he was dead. I meant to show you later. Yeah. What do you well, want he, me to do? Leave your note? Cat's dead. Let's talk later. Right. Yeah,
1: right. <laughs> He's also so accusatory, like, Get out of my room. Like, like you I know, thought I was renting a private room, Dan. But when you're a renter, you still don't own the place. I know everybody wants to act like they do. Well, when do, you're a renter, they
0: need to give you 24 hours yeah, notice.
1: Yeah, but but you I, don't They own had an the
0: informal place, agreement.
1: You know. Right. I mean, it's one of those things where I feel like, I mean, I'm a renter and I would probably hate it too. But in reality, we don't own the place. It's not ours. It's not our actual property. So, you know, and who knows if it was a dorm, right? Or no, it wasn't a dorm. It was a, dorm, a little was a house. house yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, um, but so, so um, I'm just saying he was so like accusing them right off the bat. Like, what are you doing in my, my, you know, my room, get out of there, whatever.
0: Right. So, you know what, back at the toast, the creepy toast scene, um, Hill does mention that Dan has taken up with West and that's ill advised. Mm-hmm. So he already doesn't like him. He doesn't like Dan anyway cuz he's got hurt his yeah. woman all this other Yeah. Crap. So during the scene, um Meg understandably freaks the fuck out. Of course her cat's um, in her
1: fucking refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's not her cat. It's Dan's cat. Oh, it was Dan's cat? It's at Dan's house. Oh. She doesn't take her cat where she goes, wherever she goes.
1: I feel like that she had more of an attachment to the cat than Dan did, though.
0: But it was at his house.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, I
0: don't take my cat everywhere I go. No. I am like, don't put it in a purse and be like, let's go.
1: That's true. But didn't you get that it felt like she was more concerned about where the cat was? And even when she sees it, I she I feel like out? she
0: was kind of uncomfortable with something. And she used the cat not being there as mm. an excuse to not have whatever conversation they were about to have.
1: Gotcha, yeah. Because when Dan sees it, he's not like, what? You killed my fucking cat! He's just like...
0: Okay, but... 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 Hold on. I'm I'm forming a thought. He is in a difficult predicament because he has to (laughs) satiate Meg and keep her nice and calm, but also make sure that he ensures West has a very is is very uh understanding of how severe this is, yeah, so he's kind of having to kind of like balance
1: yeah he's trying to keep the peace really, although his cat is de- or whoever's cat it is is dead in the refrigerator, it's which Dan's is strange cat. sure, fine
0: it's,
1: <laughs> I give up I'm just saying that
0: pick me up when you're done
1: <laughs> they <laughs> they look, they're they're there with a dead animal, it's fucked up, he has a really good excuse. Like you said, he makes it sound like what? That's stupid for me to like leave a note or something like that. Cap um, dead. Talk soon. <laughs> <laughs> so they they um, how does it how does the well I don't I don't know. So basically, leaves,
0: but then later that night, um, Dan is asleep and he's right. awakened by this gnarly screeching.
1: Mm-hmm, yeah.
0: And you're like, what the fuck is this sound? And he follows it with a baseball bat, mind you, because he's like, what the fuck is this sound?
2: Yeah. Well, it's uh, smart.
0: He, he follows. Yeah, he follows it. Calls the sound and finds it in the basement and what does he find in the basement west's laboratory mm-hmm. and his cat
1: yeah now this is the greatest little cat fight scene the cat you can clearly see it's like a doll attached to his back but this guy what's his name combs west uh uh-huh. yeah he sells it.
0: Yeah. There's <laughs> he a cat does a great on his back job. And he is wrestling it, trying to get it off of him.
1: Fly, flings himself over the table, knocks all the glass over. Yeah, and the cat gets <laughs> off of him
0: and is hiding and they're trying to find it. And then suddenly it attacks Dan and Dan.
1: <laughs> so good.
0: Flings it onto the wall and it dies. Splat. Oh, my God.
1: flat it's fucking great
0: trigger alert there's a dead cat in this movie <laughs> but it's not, yeah it's, it's, <laughs> but it's very obviously like not a cat yes and then and then um it's hilarious they're like uh, understandably dan's like what the fuck bro mm-hmm. <laughs> and like west tells him i reanimated him look here's, here's what it is." and he goes i don't believe you i don't believe you maybe he wasn't really dead mm-hmm. and he goes will you agree he's dead now and because he's the cat's just they're Slept. all broken. Broken. He's up like, yes, he's dead. Yeah. He injects him with the reagents. Now the reagent is this gnarly, bright, like bright green. neon, toxic Avenger kind of green. Yeah,
1: very 80s neon green. Yeah. Um it basically is the stuff that's inside glow sticks when you crack the glow stick. Yeah, open. That's yeah, exactly yeah. What it's it like is. iridescent yeah. stuff it's called. <laughs>
0: um and and he injects a cat with it, and then the cat comes back to life. Mind you, every bone in his body is broken. So he only moves his head and you hear the.
1: Yeah, he says this cool line where he's like, I wouldn't expect him to start dancing around or something (laughs) like that. He does have a broken uh, spinal column or something. Uh, But yeah, so now Dan witnesses the fact that the cat does come back to life. And now he's a believer. He's like, holy shit, West knows what he's doing. He's able to bring the dead to life. Um,
0: Right. But now, the most nosiest girlfriend of all time... Oh, right. She comes back. ...randomly walks into the basement. One, why is she going into her man's house without being invited, without knocking, without checking if it was okay? Like, and in the middle of the night, because they were all asleep by then.
1: She maybe knocked and didn't hear anybody, because okay. they were downstairs in the basement. But
0: also, it's the middle of the night. He was already asleep, and she has that strict father, so what was she doing? Like, hey. I'm sure she was trying to get some strange, but still, yeah, it's like you know. it's like... Dude, like...
1: Well, her reaction dude, again at that time, like, I felt like it was her cat or she at least loved the cat more than Dan did. Or she, sees or she it had and,
0: emotion. Or or the woman is represented as the most, more emotional. Like you told me the other day, I was like, why did you do that? And you're like, why are you getting hysterical? And I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> so, uh So, sometimes women, when we have feelings... Men interpret them as being extra. Like, Mm -hmm. sorry, dude, I'm allowed to have feelings. I'm finally touching on feelings. My sister (laughs) said, like, five years ago, I'm finally a girl. So let me have my feelings, man. All right, all right.
1: Thank you. Bring it on. So So, she freaks out. She was just
0: emotional. (laughs) She freaks
1: out because she sees this dead cat squirming around. You know, she doesn't even... as, uh, I guess so, yeah. I mean, okay.
0: Josie's my cat, right?
1: No, yeah. If I walked in and all of a sudden I saw a half broken, like dead looking cat, like screaming in pain, I would You'd freak out. Yeah. I wouldn't, well, I wouldn't freak out, but I'd be like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Like, get it out
0: of its misery or get it some help, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: And you wouldn't suspect that it was being brought back to life at that point. No, you, you would just think-, think these guys are torturing an animal.
0: I mean, they
1: are. Well, sort of they're trying to because any,
0: every time that anything's being brought back in this movie they're screaming in pain well because imagine okay let's say you had let's say someone in this movie had a heart attack they're, right and their heart your heart hurts when you have a heart attack right yeah, yeah and then you die but you're brought back to life wouldn't your heart still be hurting because it's still not working
1: that's exactly true, but there's an instance later on in this movie, and we'll get to it, that I feel like sort of disproves it. Well, it doesn't disprove it, but it contradicts it. Um, because he cuts off the dude's head, and it's not Shut like up. he... Okay, yeah, whatever. <laughs> All right. So
0: <laughs> Nobody's ever seen this movie before.
1: <laughs> so we know now that West has been able to do what he claims he can do. And right.
0: So Dan goes to the dean and is like, hey, this is what West is doing. And I don't think it was um in a I'm snitching on him kind of way. I think it was more of a, oh my God, let's get behind this research.
1: Yeah, and funny thing is, the dean is very, very Like, shut uh, your mouth, get out of here. Yeah, for, it, for he doesn't like him. him. He doesn't like him because he's already, you know, basically dating or or engaged to his daughter. But aside from all that, he doesn't even want to hear. He's like, it's almost like you're you're I don't know. It's like blasphemy to him. Well, yeah, he's like, "What? No, that never." No. And it's he impossible. just writes it off right away. Like, nope. So he says,
0: he expels West. He suspends Cain. Cain and um, and there you go. The guy's poor guy's future is down the drain. Mm-hmm, yeah. And then he tells he ta- oh, so many he's in this movie. Cain tells da- Dan. Cain tells Halsey, "Don't take this out on Meg."
1: Right, because she really didn't have anything to do with it. He really didn't even have anything to do with it. He's sort of an innocent bystander that got mixed up with this crazy wacko mad scientist and now he's gotta deal with the fucking shit drama that comes along with it. Right. You know?
0: Um so it's just it's just so fucking crazy because then they have this West and Kane have this brilliant idea. Let's just try to make sure the reagent works, show them and Mm -hmm. we'll get reinstated. (laughs) Yeah, right. No problem. Disney magic, right?
1: So, so they decide to sneak West in as a corpse <laughs> into the morgue, or wherever, and so they could find a decent body to work on. And he even puts the toe tag on his toe. And what I found what was the funniest thing in this scene is that he brought his shoes that weren't just like he could have just brought some like s- sneakers or something you could put on he real had fast, shoes,
0: and he had or some socks. scrubs or whatever. But <laughs> no, he
1: had dress shoes and socks, and he sits there and has to lace them up and tie them. Properly, well, I think uh, <laughs> it adds
0: a little. It adds to the scene for sure. Like that's something that Combs asked the director to include. The shoes. Yeah.
1: Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought it was and a I little think, over the top.
0: I think it it helped for sure.
1: It's it's sort of like when people run around in shoes and jump on the bed in movies. You're like, why? Why do you ever? You know, you. But what it you makes the-
0: sense if you're going to be inside this nasty ass morgue. Would you want to do it barefoot?
1: Not barefoot, but I mean, wouldn't you wear some? I guess. His but, only attire but, was that. Yeah,
0: I was say maybe he only had those shoes yeah. or, or similar shoes. Like maybe, maybe those are the comfortable ones of his shoes sure, that he owns. Sure, You know? So, He's a medical student in the 80s. They were preppy? I don't know.
1: Well, he seemed like, he, you know, whatever. He could probably, I don't know. It just was like funny to me. It was like excessive but, uh, putting on some dress shoes, whatever. He, yeah,
0: well, so it, it actually, I don't know. It, it was a really good moment, but it made so much sense to me. Like, you don't go into the gym shower without shoes on. Yeah.
1: It just seemed like a scene that, and you're saying now that the actor wanted it in there, but it seems like a scene that would have been cut out for, you know, it doesn't really add anything, I guess, or whatever. So it seems like in the writing process, they wouldn't go into that much detail. Like, he brought his shoes in and then had to tie both his laces and put his shoes on. Like, I feel like it would have just been like, he's in quick cut scene and he's got shoes on, you know, mm-hmm. like no explanation needed. Uh, but or even include anything about the shoes. Yeah.
0: But, um, but so what they're doing in there is that they're looking for um, a fresh body, a fresh body or a body fresh enough um, to really ensure that the reagent works. Mm-hmm. And so there's a bunch of dead bodies in the morning, yeah. as you know. And so there's, but there's none of them none of them are exactly right. Uh one of them is a burn victim, one of them was already rotting, one of them was yeah. whatever. Yeah. So, so. Oh, hit by a deep by a truck or something. So there are a lot of different ones. And they finally find one.
1: Yep, they find one. Arnold
0: Schwarzenegger's stunt, stunt double. double,
1: right? Right. I thought he did kind of look like Arnold a little bit here and there. <laughs> you,
0: you actually said when we were watching it, what is that? Lou Ferrigno? Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, you know, he plays some those type of roles sometimes, so I thought it could be him. But yeah, Arnold's stunt double, and mm-hmm. that's that's funny. Uh, <laughs> you know,
0: but he apparently dropped dead of a heart attack,
1: right? Oh, right. Yeah, And he
0: he when he gets reanimated. He goes, berserker.
2: Mm-hmm. And he's- he like,
0: starts smashing people around and throwing shit. And then at, uh, in the meantime, Halsey and Meg are at the hospital looking for Kane um, to make sure that that he's not at the hospital. Yeah. Because they, they snuck in.
1: They they figured it out that they've snuck in. So they're going to the hospital to try to catch them and, and whatever. And there's this really lazy security guard. I mean, I like his character. I'm not saying that. It's just they... Played him off as like, I'm gonna go get my coffee now and I ah, reading really
0: pornos. Hey. Yeah,
1: exactly. So he's not really paying too much attention. He's just sort of there getting. But his to paycheck.
0: be fair, all he's doing is um, is guarding the entrance of the morgue. Morgue, oh,
1: yeah. where those dead people. Yeah, right. and
0: so he doesn't know anything is going on because. As soon as Kane gets there and talks his way into the morgue with this dead body, which is something that he normally does, he regularly wheels people into there. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't like out of character for this person. He's like, well, if you're going to be here, I'm going to go get a coffee. I'm going to take a break, mm-hmm. whatever. And he yeah. leaves. So, um, so Halsey, the dean, the dean and Meg are arguing upstairs. She's saying that she loves him, she loves him, she loves him. And he goes, you stay the fuck here. I'm going to go take care of this shit. And so he makes his way down to the morgue. He hears there's commotion. So there's the morgue. And then inside the morgue, there's a refrigerator. Like a big refrigerator door, yeah. And that's yeah. where uh, Lou Ferrigno is.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so that's where all
0: the commotion is going. So he goes into the morgue. He hears that. And he presses his ear kind of on the on the door because he can't open it. And...
1: Meanwhile, the guy's going crazy in there. They're trying to hold him back and suppress him. pushes the
0: door. Yeah. And it crashes on top of right the dean. Right on top of the dean. And the dean ends up getting thrown around and mm-hmm. the security guard comes back and he's like, fuck this shit. Yeah,
1: yeah. And yeah. leaves. <laughs> and so who saves the day but none other than West with like a bone grinding, like uh, a yeah. buzzsaw type thing And so thing or I was
0: thinking he was maybe going to like Go the easy route and maybe get the back of the brain yeah, yeah, you know, and kind of like make him unable to use his (laughs) limbs. But no, he takes the bone saw and jams it into his torso. Right through
1: the chest. Yeah. And
0: it's like, why?
1: He (laughs) goes from the back and it pops out the front of his chest. And you're
0: thinking that's like, if you're going to kill somebody in some kind of self-defense wouldn't you be like water and use the path of least resistance well
1: this was maybe but because this is a very over-the-top horror movie they wanted to go they (laughs) wanted to go like i said eyeballs bursting out in the opening scene now you've got a a saw cutting all the way through the chest of this you know guy Um, meanwhile
0: the dean has taken quite a beating in fact he's died
1: Oh, right, yeah. He's fucked up. Like, he got crushed underneath that giant door.
0: While West was um, digging the tool into him, um, the Dean was getting smashed against the wall by the body, (laughs) by Arnold.
2: Uh, Arnold. (laughs) Arnold Ferrigno.
0: So he's dead. But... West immediately is like, maybe he was dead for too long and that's why he had this reaction. We need a fresher body. Guess what? The Dean, as fresh as as you can possibly get, go get the reagent. Yeah. And they inject him. And he comes back to life.
1: Yeah. West is so like, I'm not going to be swayed from my path. He's like on it. He's like, yeah, fuck that shit. He's not like shocked even that he had to like drill this power tool through this guy's chest. Mm -hmm. He's like, okay, go get it. Let's, let's, Inject well, this you guy. have to
0: imagine if he's a researcher, especially like in the research before PETA, <laughs>
1: yeah. right?
0: It's like you have to go through all of these animals and, and you kind of get desensitized. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? So I, I can imagine. It's like my mom recently, you know, started this chicken farm, like chicken ranch or whatever the hell outside of L.A. And she had to get a whole bunch of baby chicks knowing that a lot of them weren't going to make it. You just kind of have to... Adjust yourself. Otherwise, you're going to get too emotionally attached. Yeah. So I imagine they had to do something very similar. So another dead body was just another dead body. And this guy, he was dead anyway. So he didn't know right. him. No. He was, right. he was exactly. already dead. They were,
1: all, they were gifting him life, if anything. you know? Yeah. So now they want to try it out on the Dean, and he injects him. And, and he comes
0: back to life. Yes, but he's he does. also
1: violent. Yeah. They're he's, all violent. He's
0: a very violent. Like I said, if you come back to life, you're still dealing with the same physical traumas that caused your death.
1: Right, sure. So he's probably having like, um, I don't know, his body hurts his from body being crushed probably, underneath yeah, a giant freezer door.
0: <laughs> covered in broken, like he's probably shattered bones in some places.
1: The, the one thing I think that, I don't know if it goes unrecognized or not, but like the Dean's character is playing almost two different roles. You yeah, know? And he's because what happens good is...
0: It. The security card had called the police. No, wait, yeah, the security card called the police, and um, West's explanation immediate. I don't know what happened. The dean went crazy. He did all of this mess. Yeah, we tried he just, to stop like, him. I don't know what happened.
1: It's like he had the lie all ready to go, like before it even happened or whatever. Like,
0: oh my god, if somebody tries to like, if I try to lie to somebody, I'm like. Um, so I, I, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> like it doesn't come naturally to people. I mean, it doesn't come naturally to me. So I, I find it hard. I, I would find it hard to be able to make up a story on the spot like that. Right.
1: So now does the Dean get restrained or whatever?
0: Yeah. So he gets put into a straight jacket. Straight jacket yeah, and okay. of all people, Dr. Hill is tasked with... Figuring out what's going on with him because they think that he had some kind of neurological like issue, mm-hmm. and so
1: Meg also sees comes across her father after. This yeah, whole because thing he
0: and she being nosy as she is had come down to the morgue, mm-hmm. saw that the father had gone berserk. Because yeah, wow.
1: can't imagine. She's probably like, "What the fuck is happening in my I life?" I think right she's now?
0: also like, "Holy shit, why is he acting like this?" He must have been reanimated. That's why she's mad at Dan.
1: Yeah, but do you think she believes that he was? reanimated and brought back to life. I think she might light.
0: have to suspect it, which is why she was so cold to him. Because from this moment on, she's no longer warm and loving to Kane. Yeah. She is cold. She is distant. And actually, she is with Dr. Hill and his office where they have a, not another, what is it? A one-way mirror? Yeah, okay. Or whatever it's called. Yeah. Um, And they're they're observing her dad in a padded cell mm-hmm. Um. And then the straitjacket yep. kind of just being nuts. And
1: he uses this time to get his creep on again and say, right, if you so, need anything, now that you're alone.
0: I may have. That
1: sick.
2: Uh,
0: <laughs> but um, he also asks for her signature so he can perform exploratory surgery.
2: Yeah. Yeah. He wants- which
0: means that he has, He want, so what happens is he ends up lobotomizing him.
2: Yeah, yeah. And
0: making him not only not only more docile, but also makes him his slave.
1: A bottle in front of me or a frontal lobotomy?
0: So then what happened was... <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think I'll take a bottle in front of me. How I was
0: also that? ignoring that joke the two times you said it while we were watching the movie. <laughs> uh,
1: you know, somebody out there will find it funny. Well... That's our people. We also, yeah, right. <laughs> we also uh, forgot to mention that the dean basically just says, "Now I'm gonna like you know s- steal your research to West." Okay, right? not yet. So, not yet.
0: Um, so all of that is happening. Um, Dan is like, "What the fuck?" Um, but all the whole time, West is still doing his research. He's back in the basement. He's figuring out what went wrong. That's when.
1: That's when Hale comes Hill down comes down, and yeah. he's
0: like, "I know he's dead." he must have because he had to do the lobotomy he knows something happened Mm -hmm. he's like I know he's dead I want your research I want it all yep and that's when um they get into a tussle
1: well fucking again like uh, West has no uh second guessing he just like goes right into decapitates him (laughs) yep Remember we were trying to keep track of uh, all the good decapitation scenes in these movies so this <laughs> is a, a good pretty one. good one I'm to be honest <laughs> do you with do you it with a shovel? He smashes him in the head with the shovel and as he falls down and turns over Wes jams the shovel <laughs> right in his throat and basically chops the whole head off it was great which is this too early to say what I was going to no, say? No, no. Yeah. Everybody's already seen the movie. So, well, that's why I was going to say, if the whole thing about them coming back and still feeling the pain, then when he has the head in the in the tray and the body's over there and he reanimates them both, shouldn't the head be like screaming in pain or whatever? But you have
0: to remember. Uh, yes, I guess so. But also, you have to remember, West has been working on improving his reagents.
1: Sure, sure, yeah. So he must have made some adjustments or whatever. I'm
0: just saying. Um, he could have.
1: Yeah. Well he again, so he is a
0: mad scientist. So
1: he basically injects the head first, and then for some crazy reason he decides to inject the body. And yeah. they both separately reanimate. Yeah, and- <laughs>
0: but the um that well the head comes back to life. He doesn't realize that the body has come back to life. The body knocks him over the head. Oh
1: yeah, 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 yeah. Steals Sorry.
0: the steals the um steals the research. Takes the head. He mm-hmm. goes back to his office. He skedaddles.
1: This was, I think, the scene where you can actually sort of see in the corner the guy pushing there's like it in his a, spirit. yeah, like the, the, the headless body, and there seems to be some sort of a stick or some sort of a support. Uh-huh. And it's like they're pushing it forward or whatever. Uh, I don't know. I happen to notice that very easily. <laughs> um, um, but great, great um, decapitation scene. Absolutely.
0: Sure. It was nice and juicy. Yeah. And then um, Dan uh, Dan Kane comes back and he finds West unconscious, and he's like, "Damn it! He took my research and all my reagents, except for what I have upstairs." Yeah. How fucking convenient. Yep.
1: Of course, he would have a secret stash somewhere. I mean, you keep um, your money
0: in your socks, yeah, though. yeah. or in like, your bra if
1: you're a girl. Sort of like Ninja Turtles two with the secret of the ooze, and they're like, "Yeah, he's got the last bottle of ooze, and then he still had a tiny little vial <laughs> in his belt." <laughs> That Um, was my
0: favorite Ninja Turtle as a kid because it was like the more fun and him let me hit you with the yo-yo right. Well, like so that as a kid that was mine, but now as an adult it's the 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 dark one, one, the first
1: one. The thing is, the first one people don't remember that it got a lot of shit for being too dark because it was a kid's cartoon, even though the cartoon was dark and it was a little bit more
0: Mm -hmm. closer to the cartoon.
1: I mean, not cartoon. It was closer to the comic book, but because Ninja Turtles was such a um, a kid friendly cartoon, they had to like. If you notice, in Ninja Turtles too, they hard- never use the weapons at all. There's no real like. Um, it's you know. What says kid friendly
0: better than Vanilla Ice?
1: Yeah, yeah. But I, I did enjoy that one a lot. Um, <laughs> if you search the the. We'll put
0: the link in the... Okay, no, we y'all, won't. you're welcome for this in if advance. you
1: search no, no. the internet
0: oh, we're gonna long put and the hard, link. <laughs> you
1: might find me covering the ninja rap in a Ninja Turtle costume.
0: With his band.
1: With my band, DTI.
0: I'll post the link in the show notes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you can, though. I think I might have uh, taken that down or something. But... I know where it is. <laughs> I know where it lives on the internet. You know, yeah, somewhere it probably lives. Um, but yeah, I never thought I would cover Vanilla Ice in my lifetime but we did. You
0: might be the only person ever to do it.
1: Well, we did it really good, too, I think.
0: Yeah, I think it's a great video. <laughs> but, oh, actually, can we include it at the end of this video?
1: Sure, whatever. Cool.
0: You're welcome.
1: <laughs> has nothing to do with Reanimator, but we'll show you the Ninja Rap video I did <laughs> uh, if you watch all the way through to the end.
0: I mean, or whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah. So now... Uh, mm-hmm. He has the secret stash of his last little bit of a reagent. Um, uh-huh. Where is it? Upstairs, maybe in his refrigerator or something like that?
0: I, I don't know. I don't know where specifically he put his reagent stuff in.
1: <laughs> so <laughs> so um, he, he's going to go get his stuff. And again, in the meantime, the head and the body are going okay, back so to their laboratory, The head laboratory, and the body right? have
0: gone not just to the laboratory. They have also gone to the morgue.
1: What's okay? Okay, hold on. Hold on. What are you going to talk about? Hold on. Hold on.
0: Hold on. He's gone to the morgue. In the meantime, Dan and Meg have gone, uh, have made up, and he's admitted to her that yes, he's reanimated. And she has somewhat forgiven him because she loves him. And also, she's fucking alone in the world right now. Um, and they go and, and she wants to try to find him. But. Okay. While she's looking at her dad, Dan is looking through the full, to the files, and there is a file.
2: Oh right, in, yeah, in
0: Hills, like filing cabinet that just says Meg, and it has newspaper clippings, a lock of fucking hair, yeah, pictures, yeah, pictures, and you're like, <laughs> ooh,
1: yeah, he's a creep, man. He's a creep. He wants he wants Meg, uh, but I was about to say how funny it is that he took. Like this headless thing has to get into the morgue, so the his the head is put in a bag, and then the headless um, part of the body is wearing. Yeah, that, so it's um,
0: it's a little model where yeah, you model can head. Where it's half a face, but the other half it's like the inner workings of the body. Yeah, so right. Kind so you of can like see you the, brain see at the and doctor's stuff. office. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. It's so funny. He's got <coughs> the 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 guy at the thing is like, is that you, Doctor Hill? And like, he's like, who else would it be? Yeah, who else would it be? And but so, why
0: didn't he put his head on it instead of the fake head? Why didn't use his real head?
1: Maybe it would have fallen off. I don't know, right? Somehow he got the other head to stay on. But like I think it's just comedic. A
0: post, I don't know. Like I whatever. think it's comedic. He, you know? he took his head inside of a bag.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: Which is funny. But how did he get in through the rest of the hospital? I guess the morgue probably has direct to the parking lot kind of.
1: Yeah, anyway. who knows? Anyway, so, so now,
0: at some point we realize that... Um, we realize that Doctor Hill is able to control Halsey um, by because of the lobotomy. He has been able to teach him how to follow command. Right? Mm-hmm. He made Halsey kidnap his own daughter and bring him, in, bring her into the morgue.
1: Yes, and this is where the movie starts to get really weird and twisted.
0: Um, kind of really disgusting. Yeah,
1: kind so of really disgusting.
0: What, so Hill has. Who's, who's half in a pan, half a walking body, um, has the doctor...
1: Who's the dad?
0: Who the dad, oh, sorry, the dean, uh, put put the do- the daughter onto the uh, autopsy table, strap her in, and, and disrobe str- her.
1: <laughs> Strip her naked. I mean, like, that's pretty crazy. Obviously, the dad is not thinking for himself. What's worse is it that
0: horny-ass Dr. Hillhead has the body saying trying to I'm struggling here. Uh, has the body fondling her breasts. He's getting aroused just as a head and he starts making out with her. Uh-huh. He starts uh face humping her. And then the
1: they, head they go for gives it. Gives her head. Well they go for like, it. Like
0: what the fuck?
1: Yeah they go for it. They, they they I think this scene will probably I've seen a lot
0: of twisted shit but yeah this, this one, one sort of like, takes the cake. What the fuck? They and the go Dr. Deep. Hill's real wife like divorced him for this scene.
1: Yeah she's like, "What
0: the fuck? this is what
1: you've been doing?" <laughs> how do you how do you uh, justify that you're like i'm making I'm, I'm doing acting this is what I'm acting <laughs> I'm doing
0: acting Yes
1: so the headless body takes the head and tries to And puts
0: it in and you see it between her <laughs> legs yeah and she's now, fully new like you she's see fully Bush nude. and everything yes yeah. and I like to think that west walked in before he touched her with his tongue but i don't know i think
1: that's she doesn't she doesn't
0: ever i I don't know but she wakes up to him um making out with her and then she's like pushing him away and that's when he so she's awake when he's doing this yeah
1: i think that for sake of the movie being able to get away with what they did i don't think he actually made contact i think he got just that close and that's when there was some interruption Um, So
0: West comes in and he's like, I'm very disappointed in you. I didn't think that this is what you would do with your power or something like that. Yeah,
1: yeah. Again, he's so cool and collective with his words and whatever. And he's just like making this doctor feel like he's dumb and stupid and like,
0: (laughs) you know. (laughs) But in the meantime, um, West is distracting uh, Dr. Hill. Dan's coming in through the back door to... Uh, you know, and he releases um, Meg, Meg, and they try to get away. And while they're trying to get away, suddenly Doctor Hill commands all the rest of the bodies in the morgue to rise up.
1: Yeah, that part was um, so like I don't know, like how does that work though? We didn't really get any explanation. So you for have that. to think
0: about it all this time while West and Dan were doing their thing, and then and then Megan being kid- Meg being kid- kidnapped, and everything the doctor has had time to perform the lobotomies on all these other bodies mm-hmm. i mean there're only like 10 other bodies
1: but so like how uh, and on dead
0: bodies so they don't have to think about proper procedure for a lobotomy
1: what i was wondering is did he just time it where he gave everybody the reagent and knew like okay i've got whatever 10 minutes but before i can get them kicks under kicks his control
0: until he, they, lobotomizes he lobotomizes them
1: right and that, yeah so that makes sense but yeah so they all pop up Bunch of naked bodies, Mm -hmm. zombie-like bodies, and they're all starting to attack. And they start
0: to attack, and it's like gang war.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, the movie is just going over the top right now, and this is really part of the fun of it all.
0: It's like a fucking shit show. And then uh, the Dean starts attacking Dan and Meg, and then her voice brings him back to reality, and he has some form of consciousness, and he's like, what the fuck? And he starts protecting her.
1: Yeah, and so that's sort of like you know we weren't sure if that was a possibility. You know, if we like, found out now that yeah. yes,
0: um, West is getting killed the fuck up, and they're, they're they're making their getaway. And he's before you know he succumbs to all these bodies. He throws the uh, his bag over to Dan and is like, "My research, mm-hmm. like yeah. all he cared about was." Pushing science along, mm-hmm. and then um, they make a break for it. Dan um, grabs
1: the bag, and they're Dan out grabs there.
0: the bag. They're going into the elevator. Suddenly, this reanimated corpse grabs Meg by the throat, and before Dan is able to cut the arm off with an axe, he crushes her trachea, mm-hmm. and she dies.
1: Yep, she dies.
0: Me- meanwhile, Dan goes up into the actual hospital, asks for help. Everybody's like, "Oh shit, it's Meg," and. Unable to resuscitate her, she's yep. dead.
1: But you know what? He realizes he has, he has the reagent, and what does he do?
0: He injects her, mm-hmm. and next thing you know, you hear a scream.
1: Yeah, and the movie One, of, one of probably, uh, I would say, the better scream, nicer screams. Right, so uh, it's not Animara like movies? it's not like
0: the basic, like, what is it, the Wilhelm scream? Right, yeah. It's I mean, actually Barbara Cramden screamed all her own screams in this yeah,
1: movie. You could probably sample her scream if you were looking for, like, a woman screaming for whatever reason. Like how in our intro music we have a scream. I don't know where that one's from, but, like, maybe we should have used her scream in the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in and, and the very cool way that they faded out with just keeping the... Uh, green, like neon green reagent mm-hmm. in frame, and mm-hmm. everything else fades to black. That was pretty cool.
0: Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, um, I did really enjoy this movie.
1: Yeah, I, I can tell. I mean, I thought it was very fun. It definitely shocked me in some ways where I didn't think I would see certain scenes play out the way they did, like the head right. giving head scene. Um, but I see what they were going for, and they were really trying to push the limits. And I figured that out early on in the movie. Um,
0: right. It so was fun. You figured. But you can you can draw a direct correlation to how insane the movie's going to go. If you think about, they used a song that was based on Psycho.
1: Psycho's theme, and yeah. And
0: Psycho, when that movie came out, when that movie came out, Psycho pushed all the limits. mm mm-hmm, like, at the time. you know, like, it was such a different movie. Mm-hmm. And the end was so mind-blowingly, like, insane. Yeah. So if you can draw that like oh shit this is going to go over the fucking top this is going to be something fucking crazy
1: yeah you know i think the um the name also for for whatever reason like even again when i when it, we were playing the the slash cards game the reanimator like looking back at it now after seeing the movie i think it makes total sense mm-hmm. but not knowing that it what it's about and you just, thought it was
0: some guy that drew cartoons?
1: Well, I don't know. Reanimation. <laughs> I get it that it has to do with bringing the dead back to life. But it's a name that it's not like... like um, It's not as obvious, you think? Yeah, not as obvious. It's not a direct, like, you know, the, the driller killer or whatever. You know, it's not something like that. Um, the nail
0: gun massacre.
1: Right. Yeah. Exactly. It's about a nothing, nail gun. It's not nothing like that where you can tell this is going to be a bloody mess. It's like the Reanimator. That one, and uh, I guess another one that's on the list, maybe called Video Drone. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't bring horror to me. My right. brain you think from here. Right. sci-fi, maybe. It. Right. Well, that yeah, sci-fi. So it's something. Video Drone. I mean. Yeah, Video yeah. Drone for sure. But but I was maybe say quote unquote a little turned off from wanting to watch the movie originally because. I just didn't think that it was gonna really. Yeah,
0: I can understand that. You know. I mean, I also didn't watch the movie until very recently. Um, mostly because, you know, growing up in our generation, we go based off of box covers.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I wonder what the box cover of this looked like. Do
0: I think it was? I'll just... I'll look it up online. It was just um, uh, West with like green, like test mm. and test tubes and stuff.
1: Right. So great movie, I think yeah, we're at the end but right Very different
0: was- than HP Lovecraft in HP Lovecraft, this is what I just wanted to touch base on the relationship um the Dan character it doesn't have a well does he have a name I don't think he has a name the Dan character uh, is terrified of what he has done with West like and it completely fucks him up, but it uh, doesn't keep him from continuing doing it like he's only terrified after the fact gotcha. so I can imagine that if it if the movie follows along with that part of it, then, I mean, I haven't seen Reanimator and Beyond or whatever the fuck the, the other. Well, the, the second the one's remakes. called
1: The Bride of the Reanimator or something. So I which is Like Bride of Frankenstein.
0: <laughs> right. So I haven't seen those. So I don't know. But I would, I'm, you know, immediately thinking okay, so. Dan's going to be fucked up for the rest of his life. Like he, he can't, Obviously, he's not going to be a doctor ever, but he's also going to be fucked up. Mm, right? right, yeah. And then yeah. Um, maybe even criminal charges because I mean, he's the only survivor of a, sure. whatever that shit show was downstairs. Well,
1: and why, and West is alive too,
0: do not You don't know that at the end of this movie. We I mean, I guess he has right. to be because of the next movie. Right, but, but
1: we don't see it in the end of this right, movie. Right,
0: we don't yet. see that at the end gotcha. of the movie. And then also in the movie, West and Kane, the, their characters... They um, specifically have to search for their own dead bodies. And uh, the school has dibs on them. And uh, there's a very interesting uh, couple of lines in the book where they're, where they're talking about, okay, well, the school is provided for them uh, by the, I guess, by the morgue or whatever. And they said um, that these two black guys are responsible for supplying bodies uh. when the morgue is out. So you're like, holy shit, like grave robber shit, right? Yeah. And then, so that's what they do. They end up going to, they they figure out who's dead, but who like under ideal circumstances. So they find a guy who had an accident and he was quickly buried and they go and they like dig him up and they dig him up. They dig him up and they had like this house in the middle of nowhere and that house in the middle of nowhere, they made that into the lab. Um, and you're talking about like oil burning times, you know, like not yeah, electricity, right, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I got you. um, they would, they, they brought him up, they dug him up, put the dirt back, went in and then they, they smoothed it out, went into the lab and they tried to reanimate him and then he went, so he wasn't reanimating. So they went back to work on their, they were still on the other different part of that lab working on their reagent and they call it a reagent, mm-hmm. um, the reagent, but, uh, suddenly they hear this screaming and they book it because they're terrified. And next thing you know, there are two things that happen. One, they get news the next day that that place, that house out in the middle of nowhere had burned down and they realize, okay, that makes sense because the oil lamp had fallen during the commotion. Right. right. But then they also hear, or they also see or read that the grave Looked like somebody had been clawing at it, and they're like, What the fuck? Because they had smoothed it all out, right? And that's a movie. Ends oh, no, no, it's the a book, movie, the mean. book, yeah, the book ends. But no, actually, I'm wrong because they say
2: that uh, again. i no, just kidding.
0: No, um, <laughs> <laughs> actually, admit I'm wrong a lot, <laughs> but they, um, they, they say that West never like always feels like he's being watched. So, in the book, from story one, you think oh shit, this thing cried out in pain um, and tried to get back into his grave and then also knows who created it. So he's watching him ready to strike at any point in time, which I think if you're thinking about a storyline that's scary, that's the way to go versus I actively bring people to life and I know what I'm doing and I'm cocky. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's just two very like, very similar stories or, or um, ideas, but, like, two completely different ways of approaching it. Sure. Um, I appreciate the darkness and, and how macabre that is, and I appreciate how 80s that is. <laughs>
1: yeah, gotcha. Yeah, cool. So, obviously, one that would probably recommend p- people to watch if they haven't seen it in this obvious 80s horror genre. Definitely, obviously, you know what you're getting into now if you were going to watch it because <laughs> uh, it it's it's going to (laughs) leave you speechless at certain times?
0: I mean, they probably have already watched it. This movie is very popular and one that's been around. It's a cult favorite. Yeah, sure. But I think anytime you watch it, even if you watch it over and over again, you're always going to have a good time with this this movie. This is one
1: of those movies that I would like... What, like to watch with people who haven't watched it just to see their reaction. Absolutely. You know? <laughs> Not really give them much of any kind of like warning ahead of time. Just say, it does get a little crazy and then just like let it go and see what Not happens. Not even say this <laughs> is
0: the most conservative way to reanimate people. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, yeah. So don't watch
0: it with your mother though.
1: Yeah. Don't, don't. It'll, yeah, might disturb her too much. <laughs> so it was so, good.
0: Yeah. So, and I, and I, and I mean, I, I can't recommend it enough. All right. Cool. Um, so that's gonna do it for us today. Definitely. Thanks for coming along on this wild ride.
1: Yeah, I'm. I know. In closing, uh, I think I'm gonna start a new podcast.
0: Right. Right. Not it's,
1: that this isn't uh, fun. I want to continue, obviously, doing to this with like you. A broadcast. Um, oh, whatever. I'm gonna do something that's a little bit uh, just uh, basically. We're gonna call it nice and toasted because I like to get nice and toasted. Uh, we'll just basically, you know. Uh, let the conversation go wherever it goes and uh, we'll see what happens. I'm hoping to have some friends and some guests on and we'll just uh, have a little, you know, get it, knock a few back and uh, puff a couple joints or whatever, and then see what happens. So. No cannabis
0: has been killed during the production of this podcast, though it has been smoked.
1: Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, we'll see where it goes. We'll keep you guys informed on that. If you want to follow me, uh, like I said, it's going to be nice and toasted the podcast.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I'm actually excited for that. Cool. And uh, Um, no, let us know what you thought about this episode or what you thought about Reanimator. You can email us at hello at icecreampodcast.com. Yeah,
1: all all the same things we normally say. We love um, the comments, the feedback, subscribe, hit the notifications button, do all that to stay in touch and stay in the loop with everything that we do. Um, I don't know. um, Like I said, let's just keep on rolling with this train yeah we're gonna keep going with this uh uh do you know what movie we're watching next or are we gonna keep that uh
0: basket case
1: oh we're gonna do basket case next okay absolutely one weird movie into the another well Uh, that's great
0: if we're thinking about you know not letting anybody ever have sex ever again
1: basket (laughs) case is the movie to continue this journey on cool well um can't wait Can't wait. (laughs) All
0: right. Well, thanks, guys.
1: Yeah, we'll see you soon.
0: Don't forget to like and subscribe. I'm sorry I forgot to say that.
1: I did. I already said it.
0: I don't listen when you talk. I know.
1: I got (laughs) it. All right. Well, we'll see you uh, next time. Over and out for now. Okay,
0: bye.